Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Oh, oh sorry. That, this is new. This is new. I, I apologize. Me and Ty are just up here visiting. <laughs> Welcome to Save the Cowboy. My name is Kevin Weatherby. I'm the founder of Save the Cowboy, and to my left right here is the venerable... Mr. Ty Weber, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but, uh, sure but I, I wanna, think it's fancy. Sure I, I think it's fancy. So welcome to Save the Cowboy. This is a sick pen for sinners, not a show ring for saints. Um, usually we'll have another person up here named Mitch Gorman. He is our Rama Ranch cowboy that takes care of one of the two ranches that the Long X Ranch has. And uh, Ty, tell everybody a little bit about locally what the Long X Ranch does. Well, good morning. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Uh, we, uh, the, the Long X Ranch is, is uh, a national um, ranch, but, but we have a couple here locally. And, and what we mostly do here in this area is, is we provide beef to, to needy families. That, that's the biggest uh, thing I think that we do. Uh, we raise our own beef here. We've had uh, over 40 head of uh, mother cows donated that we calve out every spring. We're calving right now. Um, and we use that beef to, to feed the needy. And uh, so we do that. We, we've got a, uh, a beef, a, another beef that we, that we uh, have at the locker plant right now that we're going to pick up next week. So we're, we're in good shape on beef. If you need it, uh, please let us know. Um, the second aspect of it is, is we feel like we need to serve our community with, with the gifts that God gave us. And the gifts that God gave us are different than the gifts that God gave other people. And so we, what we are doing is, is going out and serving ranchers, area ranchers, and, and, and people that need help with their cattle, with, with, with fencing, with, with whatever they need. And so we've got a cowboy crew put together that, that goes out and does that. We've been, we've been helping this spring. It's been an, on a limited basis. I know a lot of people are wanting to get out and, and join us and help, but we've had to keep it fairly limited. Uh, these ranchers just want a, a kind of a skeleton crew right now to get their jobs done. Um, we're hoping to get our, our practices, our weekly practices, fired up here in the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned for that. We're going to come up with a plan this week on, on how to maybe just start with some smaller groups and, and uh, get people involved in that again. And uh, that's kind of where we're at yeah that that's our local mm -hmm. deal and you know we had a conference call for something that we call the long x ranch cowboys we had it we have it on the first and the 15th and uh you know that's kind of not mitch's deal but mitch usually talks about that but he's not here today so ty what what is the long x ranch cowboys for those people that aren't here that can't come help us gather that can't uh you know do all this other stuff. They can't come to the cowboy crew. Now, they're always welcome. Right. Y'all are always welcome. That's not what we're saying. But if you're not here locally, how can somebody get involved with Save the Cowboy? Well, that's their opportunity to actually be a part of this organization and, and help. And, and they do that through, through uh, it's an online subscription, and, and all the proceeds go directly toward paying for Long X Ranch expenses. Yeah. The, the payroll and, the, and you know, Anybody who's been on a ranch knows there's an endless list of of, uh, of expenses and, and uh, production costs, and so they're they're really helping with that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean really. Yeah, they. I it. mean, yeah. they're the backbone. They they really are, and, and, and especially through this, this yes. tough time now, where our where our cash flow is limited, 
Um, we can't uh, lease out our yearlings. Right, we can't. Normally we lease, we have a bunch of yearling cattle uh, across the road right now that, that, that normally are leased out um, to various organizations, you know, to, to, to just use. And, and, and we make good income on those in the, in the spring and summer, and, and they're just standing around right now. So the, the Long Ranch Ranch Cowboys has been supporting us through this, and will continue to do that. But it's also an opportunity for them to get more deeply involved in, in, a, in, in becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. And and creating a bond and a fellowship that, that and is, it really is it getting really close. Is, it's getting deep. I, yeah. You know, when I first got involved in that, I got to be honest with you. When Kevin says, "Hey, I want you to be on these conference calls," I'm like, "Crap! It's just one more thing I got to do. Right. One more thing I got to remember." Now I got to sit and talk to people. I don't even like talking to people. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah. <laughs> but I I tell you what, it's it's been amazing, and and you know, getting to know people from all across the country that. That uh, um, that have like interests and and just really want to to learn how to love Jesus and and live for Him and and be true disciples. Um, yeah, it's a pretty amazing group. And, yeah, and uh, you know I I'm not a Facebook person, but I finally got on Facebook. Hey, you're doing good, and, dude. And, and, you're doing good. And I really enjoy the posts and and what people are saying and and you know it's a support group. Um, people can really open up and be honest on it. And uh, yeah, we have some deep questions. Yeah. yeah. Really deep questions. Yeah, I recommend it highly to, to anybody that wants to. So how would they join? Well, <laughs> I'm not a techie guy. <laughs> well, okay. Let, let me take this one, okay? Yeah, well, let me take this one. So just go to savethecowboy.com. There's a deal that says become a Long X Ranch Cowboy. When you click on that, we tell you a little bit about it, about what we offer, what we have, uh, what maybe you can expect. And then uh, it's a subscription because the money goes to help us with those expenses that mm-hmm. Ty's talking about, you know. And uh, then you get online discipleship, Facebook group, conference calls, and a whole host of other things. You can sign up from, I think the minimum is $10 a month, and I think the maximum is 500 If you would like to do a million a month, I can go in there and yeah. add that. Yeah. that I, I can add that. I budgeted for that. Yeah, yeah. That, I did see Ty's budget. It was $1.2 <laughs> And uh, I told him that he might have to shave a little bit yeah. off that budget, but he just said, let God handle it. Yeah. He's got a big faith. Yeah. What can we say? Go but, bold. Yeah, go bold or go home, <laughs> right? right. Uh, if we get that $1.2 I'm going to bump you up to 900 a month. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Please help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is there anything? What about the fundraiser? Uh, so um, for the past two years, we've had a spring fundraiser for Save the Cowboy, and, and, and they've been for specific um, things. One was for the freezer. That, and this shop and, and, and that shop. was generously and donated. One was, another one was for all this equipment that uh, hopefully is working right now. And, and uh, this, this year, the, the <laughs> fundraiser was scheduled for June 6th, and it, w- and it was going to be for the Long X Ranch to, to help with some improvements. And, and we're giving away a lot of beef, and, it, and, it's, yeah. and it's costing us, you know. We've got donated cow, but yeah. we don't have donated processing. Right, right. The, we don't have donated electricity. And the feed and all that stuff. And, and so that was going to go toward the Long X Ranch, and, and we've had to postpone that, obviously, for, for, uh, because of the gathering restrictions. Hopefully that's going to happen in September. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Um, but in the meantime, we've, we've got, you know, all the items are uh, really cool cowboy stuff to, for an auction. We just can't have the auction. So that is postponed. It won't happen. Um, but uh, stay tuned, and, and we'll, we'll see what we can do about somehow yeah. 
you know, maybe yeah. it'll be an online auction this year or, or uh, we'll figure out know, something. We'll figure out something. So <laughs> Doug wants to go shoot again. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, uh, the three champions are here, me, Doug, and Neil. Right. Nearly right. undefeated, two out of the three-year champions. That, that's why so. you want to shoot. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, we're the only three. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, well, let's get down to it. Ty, will you open us up in prayer, please? Sure. God, thank you so much for this beautiful day and the opportunities you give us to serve you. Uh, thank you for all these folks that, that are here and, and listening online, watching, and and putting their faith in you today, Lord. Uh, there, there's so much going on in this world that, that we can't even keep up. We don't know who to believe or what to think, and and so we just have to rely on you and trust you that, that you have a plan for us, and, and, and it's a good plan, and we know that, and, and we just have to truck along and, and stay strong and, and hold each other up through through times like this. Uh, we appreciate the, the Long X Ranch Cowboys for... for uh, all they do, and, and all the servants in this world who are selflessly giving themselves. Thank you for Kevin and, and his family and, and the leadership that he provides. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, let's see. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 33. Isaiah chapter 33. And my, my iPad was not ready, but it's ready now. So anyway, uh, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking uh, about a sermon series entitled Firewalkers, and, and, and it's about when you're walking through the refiner's fire. Now, something that you have to understand is this isn't about salvation. This is about, you know, professed Christians that have put their faith in God and, you know, God purifies us. That's what the refiner's fire is for, just like, you know, gold or silver is is mined and there's iron and everything they put it in the refiner's fire to burn away the impurities so that it comes out pure and golden or silver or whatever whatever deal that you want to uh call it and so anyway last week uh in firewalkers part two i ended a story that was uh whenever i was about halfway through my high school career and it was only a four-year career. It was nearly a seven-year career, but that, that's a different sermon. And uh, I was staying with my dad at the Rocker B. It, it's a big ranch outside of Big Lake, Texas. And we were uh, at home one night, and it was like 11 o'clock. We had like this party line that, that shows you uh, just how old, I mean, just how far technology has come. I won't say how old I am. But the, the phone rang, and it was, it was our number of rings, and so we picked it up, and there was a fire on the ranch. And it, it wasn't in our part of the country, but we loaded up hose and shovels and, you know, anything we could to go fight this fire because it was going to be a long time before the fire department got there. I think it was a lightning strike that did it. And so we go barreling down these dirt roads to, to go out to the fire. And I, I, I mean, I'm not a volunteer fire department. I didn't know really what to do. And Dad said just, you know, be safe and, you know, try to put out anything that you can put out, throw dirt on it, you know, stomp it out, whatever. So, man, I was kind of pumped up. The adrenaline's flowing and, you know, we can start to see the little orange glow and we get out there and I grab my shovel and we get out there and we start putting out this fire. And, and you know, in, in West Texas, there's not much grass. So it's kind of like, you know, little bushes burning here. And there is, there is some grass, but it's not like, you know, Montana where Ty's from or even out here where there's you know, just complete ground cover. And so 
we're sitting there working and I've got asthma and I've got smoke inhalation, but I mean, it, it, is, it is going really good, but then the wind kind of picks up and, you know, different fires start to, you know, pop up here and there and all of us cowboys are out there working. We've dialed 911, the fire department's on their way. And I'm starting to get a little nervous because, you know, what was little fires are now bigger fires because they're combining and everything. And so I'm out there and I'm doing the best job I can, you know, and I I was a big kid. I was like 92 pounds, you know, five foot nine, 92 pounds. Shovel was bigger than I was, but I didn't care, man. I was out there working. I'm a cowboy. I'm a fire department guy or I'm a firefighter. And (laughs) so this is the good part. So anyway, I'm backing up and I'm starting to get a little nervous because of all the fire around me. And about that time, I stepped back and I stepped on something that absolutely chilled my blood. It chilled my blood. I literally looked down, saw a round thing about this big around that I had stepped on and I threw the shovel up in the air and I went running like an emaciated emu across the pasture just as fast as I could. What did I step on? No, it wasn't a snake. It was a plastic gas line in the middle of a brush fire. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out of here. Y'all can blow yourselves up if you want to, but I am going to survive this fire. You know, God will make it green again, but, you know, chances, I will live forever, but not here. And I had a lot of stuff I wanted to do, so I just... I just gave up the ghost, threw my shovel down, and just went to the truck. And everybody saw me, because you don't need lights because there's a fire. They just saw me hooking it across there, and I got in the truck. Listen, y'all need to understand something. If you see me running through the fire, start running. I'm not doing cardio. There is no cardio to be done by me. So if I'm running, there is a life or death reason. Don't ask me why. Just start running. If I start trying to knock you down, it's something that's going to eat us, okay? So if I start veering over towards you, you might run faster. This is the last part of the series called Firewalkers. How to survive the Finer's fire. How to get through it. In part one, we talked about trusting in God because we're in Isaiah chapter 33, and Isaiah chapter 33 is all about uh, kind of getting through hard times and in part one we learned how we need to trust in God and the and uh Judah you know where Jerusalem is because the kingdom has already split between Judah and Israel um the Assyrians are coming to attack Jerusalem so Israel instead of turning to God they turn to Egypt and they're like Egypt y'all are the next biggest superpower next to the Assyrians will you come help us and they're like, well, what do we get out of it? So they sent them a lot of silver and gold. And Egypt said, all right, we'll come help you. And then guess what? They double-crossed them. They just kept the silver and gold and never came to help. So now the Assyrian army, the greatest superpower in the world at the time, is camped outside the walls of Jerusalem. So they send an envoy out there, and they're like, is there anything that we can do to keep you all from destroying our city and killing all of us? And they said, you got any silver or gold? And they're like, uh-oh. We just gave all the silver and gold that we had to Egypt, and they double-crossed us. But we do have a little bit more treasure, and it's everything in the temple. So they went and they peeled the gold off the temple doors. They went and got all of the lampstands and all of this stuff. They cleaned out the temple of God. 
and gave it to the Assyrians. And the Assyrians said, all right, thank you, and we're going to attack anyway. Double-crossed times two. So we talked about in part one how we have to trust God, and that's when Judah, or Jerusalem, turned to God and put their faith in him. In part two, we learned that sometimes that's what it takes for us to turn to God, is to be broken, is to be absolutely broken. It takes being broken to survive the refiner's fire. And now we conclude with part three of learning how to get through it and survive the refiner's fire. In Isaiah chapter 33, we're going to be starting in verse 14. And Isaiah chapter 33, verse 14 says this, Who can survive this all-consuming fire? Who can survive this all-consuming fire? And then God answers them. God answers that question of who can get through the refiner's fire. Two things will get you through the refiner's fire according to God. You know, you might think of these two things as, as, as the two legs on that emaciated emu running about a 41240 across a pasture in leather sole cowboy boots. These are those two things. But you have to understand, before I tell you what these two things are, this isn't about salvation, okay? You're not going to go through the refiner's fire without being saved. So we're only talking about those that are already saved. So don't send me an email and say, no, all you need is Jesus Christ. Of course we need Jesus. He's our only way to salvation, okay? We're not talking about that. Even the New Testament talks about walking through the refiner's fire. This is about the things that God's people have to do to become pure. Because that's what the refiner's fire is. So what are the two things? They're found in Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15. Now, there's lots of stuff in in verse 15, so I will be referring to them as 15a, 15b, 15c, and 15d. But Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15a says, those who are honest and fair, those who are honest and fair are going to make it through the refiner's fire. So the question is posed, Who can survive this all-consuming fire? And God answers, and he says, those who are honest and fair. Now, I already know what you're thinking. I already know what you're thinking. You know, (laughs) that's easy, right? I mean, how many of us, how many of us are going to say, you know, my life goal is to be dishonest and unfair. That's really what, you know, that's my passion. Very few of us, especially if you're saved. I mean, and and everybody wants to think of themselves as honest and fair. Oh, yeah, I'm honest. Yeah, I I try to be fair. Yeah, don't we all? But you know what? We can't look at what our definition of honest and fair is. We have to look at God's definition of what honest and fair is. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15b. Now God starts to define what he means by honest and fair. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15b. Those who refuse to profit by fraud. Those who refuse to profit by fraud. Now, I doubt, I I really hope, that none of us are, are, are credit card scammers. You know, we're not putting the little scanners on, you know, as a Christian, we're not putting those little scam devices to steal credit card information or anything like that. So what does it mean, those who refuse to profit by fraud? The definition of fraud 
in an abbreviated sense, is wrongful deception for personal gain. Wrongful deception for personal gain. Okay? Now, think about this. Are you always looking out for only number one? Are you always looking out for only number one? Are you trying to profit by fraud by acting like a Christian but wanting all of the rewards for it? Are you always looking out for only number one? We don't need to look out for number one. We need to look to the one that we all need. Those who profit by fraud. We're talking about God's definition when he says, when the question is posed, who can survive this all-consuming fire? He says, those that are fair and honest who refuse to profit by fraud. That's in verse 15b. Verse 15c says, and those who stay away from bribes. Have you ever taken a bribe? I mean, I, I don't know that in the literal sense, nobody has come up to me and offered me money to do something dishonest because that's what a bribe is, to persuade others dishonestly to act in favor of something that you want. Have you bribed anybody? Have you accepted a bribe? Have you bribed somebody? Most of us probably would say, no, I haven't done that. It seems like I'm honest and fair. Have you ever said or did something or even gave something to manipulate someone to act in a way that you want them to? That's a bribe. That is a bribe. Of course you have bribed somebody. We all have. You ever given flowers to your wife because you screwed up? Is that a bribe? <laughs> you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I can already hear the men. Oh, no, it's just a token of my love. Bull crap. Bull crap. You are trying to make amends. We've all done it. That's a bribe to try to manipulate somebody so that they're not mad at you anymore. Uh, have you ever said, I love you? And then said, aren't you going to tell me you love me back? Mm. Mm. Were you really saying I love you or were you saying I love you so that you would hear somebody tell it to you back? We, we can't just look at, at what is being said. We got to look at why it's being said and we go down the list. How about this? You ever given money to the church so you can have a say in what goes on? I've seen it. I have seen it. People will give a lot of money, and then they throw it back up to you later. You know, they come up to you with a deal and say, oh, well, I, you know, why don't we do this? Eh, that's not really in the vision that God has given this church. Well, you know, I've given a lot of money, and if you want my continued support, we're going to have fuchsia carpet. I don't even know what fuchsia is. I just made that up. The list goes on and on. Who can, who can survive this all-consuming fire? Those who are honest and fair. Those who refuse to profit by fraud. Those who stay away from bribes. And in verse 15d, those who refuse to listen to those who plot murder. Okay, come on. Have you ever listened to somebody that says, hey man, I'm going to go kill so-and-so. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> Probably not, okay? Probably not. Those who refuse to listen to those who plot murder. I doubt anybody listening right now has ever done that. But have you listened to someone talk crap about anyone else? What's in your heart? Do you have hate in your heart? Because you got to hate somebody to murder them. 
You know, we can't just say just because we've never listened to somebody plot murder that we are not guilty of something along the similar lines. Jesus talked about it all the time. He said, man, if you do this, if you do that, if you do this, if you do that, it's not just that, it's what you have in your heart because if you think it in your heart, then that's the same as doing it. Those who refuse to listen to plot murder. Have you ever listened to someone talk bad about anyone else? We've all done that. Have you listened to gossip? Maybe it's just gossip, but you know, gossip is not gossip whenever you're building somebody up. But we've all entertained somebody else that comes to us and says, you know what oh so-and-so did? Now maybe that's not plotting murder, but it's the beginning stages of it, of, of judging other people in an unfair way based upon the testimony of one person that shouldn't be saying anything in the first place. So let me ask you this question. I first told you, that in answer to the question of who can survive this all-consuming fire, that God said those who are honest and fair, do you fit those? Well, in the beginning, we all like to think that we are honest and fair. If you're in the refiner's fire and want to come out pure, are you ready to refuse to look out for number one and look only to the one? Are you ready to quit manipulating others so that you can personally gain from something that you want from them? Are you going to quit listening to gossip and slander? Are you going to shut your eyes? Oh, I'm sorry, I missed one. Sorry about that. Oops. And finally, (laughs) I was already in my summary. Finally, in verse 15e, because I had 15c, I had a typo. The last one, the fourth one of being honest and fair. Those who shut their eyes to all enticement to do wrong. Those who shut their eyes to all enticement to do wrong. Do you give in to temptation or do you shut your eyes to it? Do you run like an emaciated emu in cowboy boots away from temptation? Or at the very first sign of a carrot, do you run over there and snatch it up? We've all been guilty of this. Most of us have not shut our eyes to all enticement to do wrong. Or do you see an enticement and go after it like a duck after a June bug? Every single one of us are guilty of this. So like I said, so if you're in the refiner's fire and want to come out pure, are you ready to refuse to look out for number one and only look to the one, capital O, one? Are you ready to quit manipulating others so that they will do what you want? Are you ready to quit listening to gossip and slander? Are you ready to shut your eyes, run, it, run away, hightail it away from temptation instead of giving in every single time? See, that's the definition of what God says is honest and fair. I think I said pure a while ago, I meant fair. Honest and fair. If you're ready to do those four things, then you are ready for God's reward for those that make it through the refiner's fire. Then you are ready for God's reward for those that are pure. This is reserved for those that are pure. Three necessities for life. What are they? Food, shelter, water, right? We've all heard that. We were taught that in school. There's three necessities for life. Food, shelter, and water. Shelter, food, and water, however you want to look at it. What does God say he is reserved for those that come out pure from the refiner's fire? What does he give a successful firewalker? 
Are you going through the refiner's fire? Maybe you're just beginning and and learning to trust in God, like we talked about in in Firewalkers Part 1. Maybe you're broken. Maybe you're broken. That's right in the middle. But maybe you're getting close to the end, and and you're ready. Man, you've learned to trust in God. You've been broken, and now you're ready to come out the other side as pure. What is reserved for you? Here it is. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 16. These are the ones who will dwell on high. The rocks of the mountains will be their fortress. Food will be supplied to them, and they will have water in abundance. What did he just say? That if you make it through the refiner's fire, you're going to be given food, water, and shelter. Not just any type of shelter. It says the rocks of the mountains will be their fortress. We're not talking about the three little pigs building houses out of sticks and, and, and straw and, and brick. We're talking about God will use, make us a shelter like rocks in a mountain, and he will build us a fortress if you can make it through the refiner's fire. Food will be supplied to them. Now, man, are you listening to that? Food will be supplied to you. Did not Jesus say, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given unto you? Now, that does not mean that you can kick back in your lazy boy recliner and eat, and, and, you know, ravens are going to deliver hot Cheetos and cheese to you, okay? But God will provide your shelter. He will provide for your fooder, fooder. (laughs) I don't know why I said that. God will provide your food and and they will have water in abundance, not just a little bit. Not just a drop, and not just water to drink, but living water, which is Jesus Christ. Food, water, and shelter. And you will be one who will dwell on high. i got a question for you. Are you ready to start living life, a real life, where God supplies your every need, and even a few of the things that you want, God's promises are just waiting on you to get through the refiner's fire and come out pure. And those things will be waiting on you. I pray for you right now. I pray for those that have stepped into that refiner's fire. Those saved Christians that have stepped into the fire, trust in God. Don't be afraid of the brokenness that you feel because, man, Sometimes you can't see into your own heart. I told my wife this yesterday. I said, I, did, I wasn't able to see into my own heart until it was broken. Until it was broken. And then learn to survive. Get through. Who can survive this all-consuming fire? Those who are honest and fair. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, kick every single one of us in the Wrangler pockets. Or even if you have to, have to God, whoop us on the butt with split rain. Most of us need it, and we all want your promises. Thanks for guiding us through the fire and making us pure. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, I hope you all enjoyed Firewalkers. We'll start a new series uh, next week. I don't have the finishing touches on it, but it's just a little uh, seed that God has planted. But uh, if you enjoyed it, you know, I I hope you'll make a donation to us. I mean, we're struggling like everybody else, but we are trying to do a really, really good job. And we're going to continue on and we're going to give until the very end. And man, even a little bit helps. And maybe that's not your cup of tea. Maybe you want to start off with something else. 
consider joining the Long X Ranch Cowboys. Like I said in the beginning, just go to savethecowboy.com, click on become a Long X Ranch Cowboy. You can read about it. If you have any uh, questions about it, send us an email. There's a contact form on the website. Look us up on Facebook. It's, it's, called, it's really easy to remember. It's called Save the Cowboy. So look us up on Facebook. You can send us a message. Me or Sarah will get back to you and uh, give you any information you need. But maybe better yet, just step out in faith. Just step out in faith and start becoming the cowboy or cowgirl that God has called you to be. We'll see y'all next week. Adios. You know, there's always a certain group of people that want to come to the brandings but don't want to do any of the groundwork or give shots. Sure, it's not the glamorous work, but it's what being a cowboy is all about. It's the guys in the trenches that make the difference, not the guys out for the afternoon. With that being said, I'm asking y'all to do a little groundwork. Go to savethecowboy.com and make a monthly contribution. I know it's hard and inconvenient, but do it anyways. At Save the Cowboy, we're looking for those willing to get in the trenches, not just those that come out for an afternoon. Someone reached you by getting in the trenches. Now it's time for you to step up. Don't be that guy that if he can't rope the whole time, he's going home. Don't be that guy. Help us reach others. Go to savethecowboy.com. You can even text Save the Cowboy, all one word, to 77977 to give with your pocket phone. It's easy. Remember, don't be that guy not willing to pull his weight. For Save the Cowboy, This is Kevin Weatherby. I'll see you next time.